And welcome along to Your Health Matters and a special series of programmes for Dementia Awareness Week in association with Surrey County Council. And today I've got with me Vincent Goodrally, who's an Admiral Nurse. Uh, hello to you. Hello. And uh, thank you for coming along today. Perhaps we can just start by asking what is an Admiral Nurse? The easiest way to think of an Admiral Nurse is to think of a Macmillan Nurse. Admiral Nurses have specialised in dementia care. We are qualified mental health nurses uh, who have worked in the community or in hospitals for a minimum of five years. So we really understand dementia and how the organisations work to help families affected by dementia. Oh, right. I'd never realised that that was uh, around. And, that, and with dementia becoming a growing problem, as I understand uh, it, obviously yes. a vital thing to have. Of course it is. Right. And, and how is that organised? Um, well, the Admiral Nurses, uh, there's a charity called Dementia UK who uh, promote the uh, Admiral Nurse services in the country, but they are employed by NHS organisations, social services, or voluntary organisations, uh, uh, charities, like Friends of the Elderly, for example, which employs me. Okay, well, perhaps we can just start off with series with uh, really getting to the bottom of what is dementia? What is dementia? Well... Really, it's an umbrella term that covers a group of illnesses or diseases uh, of which Alzheimer's type dementia is the most common. Yes, Alzheimer's then is the most common, right. But there are over a hundred types of dementia. And this is all to do with, well, how do you know, reduction in the brain's capability. That's right. So people have this struggle with their memory, they would notice changes in their mood, um, may become socially isolated, stop doing the things uh, they used to do. They may have difficulties doing things like perhaps counting money or dealing with complex things like going to the bank and to sort out all your business matters. Mm. So it's not just about memory, it's... um, it's about you, how you're functioning. Right, okay. Yes, I am, because I always thought typically, you know, it was, you know, you hear people who've got a very good recall of things that happened long ago, but current memory was difficult. Yes. But you're also saying that it affects your everyday, you know, popping into the bank, going shopping. Yes. All these will be challenges. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and, and the likelihood is you tend to, because you, you know, you're not, it's difficult for you, you start withdrawing from these activities. Exactly. And, um, it, it's a vicious circle because obviously you, you don't want to, uh, embarrass yourself, uh, by doing something silly. Uh, but then also your family members may then be very protective of you. You know, Graham, if I ask you to post a letter you forgot, then the next time I won't trust you to do that. Right, yes, yes, so, so that starts happening as well. There are a lot of myths around dementia, I guess, as well, then, as a label. Uh, yes, so they are. And uh, the most common one I, I, I hear is, oh, he hasn't got dementia, he's got Alzheimer's. Right, okay. Right, or oh, some people who said, well, he's too young to have dementia. <laughs> uh, he's only in his 50s. Or, or some groups, for example, they said, oh, dementia is, is a Western problem. You know, there's really? no dementia in my country. Mm. They just become old. <laughs> so, and I think if you've come mm. to live in this country with this attitude, then uh, you're unlikely or you're least likely to go and seek help. Right, okay. And, and, and what, I mean, there's, there's no real cure for this, is there, at the moment? I'm afraid there is no cure for it, but there's a lot that can be done to prevent it. 
or to um, stem the progress of the disease. So is it sort of lifestyle issues then? Very much so. we We talked about a healthy heart and a healthy brain. So looking after your blood pressure, um, exercise, if you smoke, right, try to cut down in the smoking, uh, your diet. Right, you so know. to have a healthy diet, your five a day, you or is it seven, seven a day? day now yes, <laughs> and climbing. Yes. Right, right, uh, so it's all those, those sorts of things. Yeah. And the other thing I, uh, these days is, is uh, there's an awful lot of people living alone, aren't there, not yeah. getting so much human contact. Does that have an impact? Yes, social isolation is a very big issue. And, uh, and as I was saying earlier, if you've lost these skills, these uh, uh, social skills, then you, you tend to um, isolate you, yourself. But there's also a lot of stigma around dementia. And people, you know, it's very much the old days that, you know, you, you will be, become violent or dangerous, aggressive. Mm-hmm. But they, these are myths. They, they don't happen. So, so people then tend to withdraw from the person who has a memory problems at the time when they actually need more support. Yeah, absolutely. What sort of symptoms should we be looking for then? Well... Obviously, as I said earlier, it's not always the memory problems, but people who are beginning to withdraw themselves, you know, stop going to the... If they were playing golf, they stop going to their golf or they may stop driving or, or you know, they were doing the gardening. They gradually stop doing these things. And, of course, then there could be other... Signs like um, perhaps neglecting their personal care. Mm. Uh, not I mean, some people put this down to in getting old and frail and physical problems rather than the, the, than the situation being to, to do with dementia. Yes, uh, but there are a lot of people who are frail but who still look after themselves. Yes, yes, indeed. You know, yes. they still go to the bingo and, mm. and they still mm. ring their families. They still mm. can manage to go to the bank and have an argument with their bank managers. Mm. I mean, the trouble is for people maybe with, with getting... I mean, do you yourself realise it at all or does it have to be others that... Say, hang on a minute. <laughs> My children on? always telling me, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like when I go to the shops and I forget the shopping list. Yes. Oh, they say, oh, Dad, I think it's, you know, it's catching with you. So. Yeah, 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 I often need a shopping list these days. <laughs> yes. It's always something I forget otherwise. Yeah. So, again, these are little techniques to help mm. with, our, mem- with mm. our memory. So if you write things down, then you um getting it into your memory system. So it will right. help you. Right, yeah. So... So there are certain things you can do yes. anyway to help yourself. Exactly. Right. right. Okay, but if you get to the stage then when you feel you ought to be going to find help, I guess the GP is the, is the first port of call. Yes, definitely. But how easy is it going through that process? Well, um, I think the problem we have is that it's very much postcode lottery. So if you are lucky to have a good GP, an understanding GP, who would uh, give you more than the seven minutes... Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? The the seven minutes, you know, what can you find out in that time? Because I guess there could be certain symptoms 
which of themselves yes. may be an issue. And exactly. by the time you dealt with that, you haven't you, actually got you to seven the minutes gone. So if you go to your doctor with, uh, you know, I'm not sleeping well, doctor, and by the way, my memory is not so good, the doctor is more likely to deal with a current problem. Give you some sleeping pills or something. Give you some sleeping yes. pills and then may come back later. We'll talk about the memory. So, and I think... Um, then there's a danger that it, um, we are losing valuable time. All right, so how aware is the GP? Because anyway, the GP is a general practitioner, isn't he? So he or she are having to look after, you know, and trying to understand a lot of different illnesses and complaints or being a detective yes. in those seven minutes. It is a very difficult task. Uh, I mean, um, some GPs can offer you a double appointment, so that's 14 minutes to... Uh, to really give you a proper assessment. But I think you have to be realistic that uh, this is going to be very difficult. Uh, but then, um, and I think and the project I'm doing at the moment uh, in Northwest Surrey is with JP practices. Right, okay. So what are you doing there? Uh, I mean, essentially, we're looking at three things uh, for a practice to be dementia-friendly. So the first thing we're looking at, uh, the environment. So when you go to the GP while you're sitting down there, do they have leaflets about worried about your memory? Do they have the well-being centers? Do they displaying these things? Uh, again, these are very useful information that uh, while you're waiting for the next appointment with your GP, you could take yourself to the well-being centres and see other people. Right, so just tell us a little bit about well-being centres, because I believe Surrey's setting up a number of those. Yes, um, and I think this is a brilliant idea because uh, it, uh, it kind of gets the medical and the social sides together. Because this is a big issue for a lot of people, isn't it? You know, you know, is it NHS funding for this issue? Is it social funding? Exactly. Do we just fall between the two stalls? Do the two sides argue with one another? Yes, we need big, to bring it all together, don't we? Exactly, it's a big issue. So while your GP is fo- focusing about you know, the clinical things, you're getting the diagnosis of the well-being centre, you can get information about, you know, Thinking about the future, because, again, that is a very important thing, mm. you know. Uh, so the well-being centres, then, is, is that, that's, that's for people and carers that have uh, involved in dementia, basically? No, they are... Or anything? They are general, they're well-being. General. Oh, right, yeah, okay, so anything. Any, anybody right. can go there, and you'll get uh, lots of information about various conditions, and dementia will be one of them. Um, so you'll get... Uh, Things that worry about your memory, what you can do for yourself, planning for the future, thinking. So this, is, this is where social services is coming in, in effect, exactly. in, a, in an open yeah. way. So, uh, and, and this is all part of, I understand, a sort of a dementia-friendly Surrey that the council's trying to exactly. promote. Is that right? That's With a, correct. Yes, an aging well program. Exactly. So it's like getting uh, the local, the social services vision and the NHS visions together. Oh, right. In this, so there are other NHS people involved in the wellbeing centres Yes, as well. I mean, there would be information about, mm. uh, you know, NHS yep. support and there. 
Right, yeah, so that's a good place to go to. Definitely. To, to actually get fit. And of course, you can meet others with similar problems as well. Exactly. And that can be a great help, can't yes. it, as well. Back to the, uh, the project you're doing then in, G- in the GP surgeries. So what about uh, the rest of the staff? The GP, obviously, has got to be knowledgeable. Yes. Uh, but what about, you know, uh, as soon as you, you get there, you know, the receptionist is very busy in a queue yeah. and yeah. hasn't really got much time to deal with you? Is that yeah. the sort of issue, is it? Yeah, it, it it can be an issue, and uh, and that's why we we part of the GP project. We look at the training needs of frontline staff. Uh, so you know, you could have a situation where someone really has very little knowledge of dementia, and then if the person misses two or three appointments, it starts saying, well, you know, the GPs are very busy. You're wasting time here, and not realizing that the person actually maybe having memory problems. So instead of upsetting the, the patient, perhaps a, a better solution would be to ring the person in the morning. Don't forget, Graham, you got an appointment yes. this morning. Yes. So yeah. I think this is a better mm. way of dealing with the issues. Mm. And, and of course, it's not just about the work because dementia will affect all of us. Eventually. Yeah, because you've got, and and also, f- uh, even if you haven't got it, you've got a family member with it. You're a carer, exactly. And so, and what about carers? Carers is a big issue. I mean, carers are saving the country a vast amount of money, and and they are not getting paid to do that. Mm. So, helping and supporting them is really crucial, uh, because otherwise, if they're not able to look after the person, then the person will eventually end up in the worst possible mm. situation. They end up in hospitals or in a care home where really none of these is what they, they wanted to. No, that's right. It is a difficult... So you've got to support the carers as well. Exactly. And maybe at times give them a bit of respite as well. Exactly. And, yeah. and that's where part of the GP project, we, uh, we are looking at the systems that they have in place, whether... It's working and whether it's up to date. Mm. So I'll give you an example of, uh, you know, you go to see your doctor about your health problems and you tell the doctor that, you know, you're looking after your wife who's got a dementia and, and the doctor writes a very long letter to your GP who neatly files it away, but then doesn't realize the two things, that you are a carer, Mm. that you're looking after someone who has dementia. And if these two things are put on the systems, then it would really make life easier and better for you because the next time you go there, you know, they'll realize that the stress you're under uh, as a carer. And, of course, the GPs can also give you some support as a carer so you can... Uh, be entitled to, entitled to a grant, a carer's grant, to help you in yeah. the caring. So you're going to I, I, miss out a lot of things mm. if the systems are not working properly. Indeed. So the idea is to try and bring all this together then. And, exactly. And, 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 and so how long, how long is the project to go now that you're dealing with? Well, it's a year project and uh, we're nearly halfway through. Um, York House uh, Medical Practice in Walking who's a pilot, uh, Dr. Collins, who's a dementia champion, uh, has been very keen on promoting it in a practice. So there's been a lot of learning from that, which you're trying to then uh, disseminate 
the good practice because there's a lot of good practice mm. and and try to find out where the dots are not connected okay i mean is there going to need to be a similar thing within the social services side as well well at the moment my work is focused on the jp mm. uh end of it and yeah. of it but my colleagues in the social services uh, and voluntary they are working on the same Yes, because I'm sure there are issues there as well. Uh, yes. And, and uh, I guess the hope is then once you've, you've worked out all the best practice, you want to spread this throughout Surrey. Yes. Yeah. I, yes. I, I, so it's I, no point reinventing the wheel. No, no, no. So we know what can be achieved, mm. even with the seven minutes uh, yes. uh, uh, GP time, even with the constraints of money, because a lot of it is it's not just money, it's about attitudes. If yes. you have the right attitude... Mm. And that we tell people you can live well with dementia. Because I think this is the worry, isn't it? Once the diagnosis has been made, you, you, you probably feel very down and, exactly. and uh, you know, doomed to a future where the memory is going to continue to deteriorate or the, the function yes. is. And do some people get um, also um, mobility problems because of exactly. this as well? Yes. Yeah. So uh, the focus is very much about living well with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are lots of things that uh, are available. You know, we talk about telecare, all these gadgets that can help you live in more independently and more safely. So, you know, if you're worried about, or oh, you burned the, the chip pan mm-hmm. last time, so I better not do that. So you stop doing things for yourself. But there's a little gadget that can alert you yeah. and can help you... Uh, no, carry on looking after yourself. Yeah. And, and uh, Surrey is really promoting this. And, and I think uh, it's a brilliant idea. And, and we should all be thinking about the telecare uh, systems. I know there's some very clever ones now to be able some to really remain independent and at exactly. home. But with, you know, ability to call help if you need it. it or, exactly. Yes, yeah. And it is, it's not good... For, just for the person who has a memory problems, but it's very reassuring for the families mm. and yes. for your neighbours. Yes, because if you, yes. <laughs> you know, if you burn the chip and they'll be yes. worrying about you. Indeed, yeah, technology is getting very clever. You know, isn't it? Even things like GPS tracking, isn't it? Exactly. Amazing what, what can be done now. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Vincent, for talking to me today about dementia. Thank you. Very and much. Uh, we wish you every success with your GP project. And I'm sure if people want to find out more, they can get in touch with uh, with Surrey. Yes. Thank you very much. That was Vincent Goodall there, Admiral Nurse. And that was one of our features on Dementia Awareness Week, brought to you in association with Surrey County Council. Brooklyn's Radio.